Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sword of Omens. Give me sight beyond sight. I see a new episode of Tooncast coming this week. Beyond good. Beyond evil. Beyond your wildest imagination. Launch part. Is this a stunt you learned in flight school? Flight school? You mean you never took flying lessons? Well, I took a crash course. Now he tells me. Hello and welcome to Tooncast. This is episode 289. This is a special episode because I needed something to fill this and what was going to be in this spot can't be in this spot because sadly the guest that I was going to get is currently unavailable. But I am, of course, TF2 and Mike, and I'm doing this kind of backwards, and I'm doing this with, with a purpose. We all love the year 1989, right? The year, not the Taylor Swift album. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, so, but that's not when the Disney afternoon started. So you're going to hear these episodes kind of backwards. Joining me is someone who has talked to far more voice actors and celebrities than I ever have. God damn it. <laughs> and it is none other than Mr. Saturday Morning Rewind himself, Tim Nidell. Hello, sir. Well, hello, everybody. I'm glad I can be your uh, plan B for this episode. I'm honored. Well, you're not, I mean, you the, the, the Tooncast Origins that you're going to go through next week was always going to be, that was always the plan. I just had something else in for this, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> nope, I get I, I'm honored to finally be on the show. Fine. Have you never been on it? I, I think, it's, I think I, maybe maybe like nine or eight years ago. Maybe. I I don't remember. I know I was on your show for the Joe Oleski tribute. Yeah. He passed away in 2016. You, me, Gary, and a, and a bunch of voicemails. But yes, Tim Nidell, uh, world-renowned Tim Nidell, person who Disney tried to come after because of. <laughs> see, see, we both have infamous stories. You have a Jim Cummings, oh my god, that wasn't supposed to be out there story. I have a Maurice Lamarche, yeah. oh my god, that wasn't supposed to be out there story. In my story, I don't think I've ever really fully told it on my show either, so I can talk about it here. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, we, we, we do it now then, huh? Why not? We already brought it up. Okay, okay. so this would have... Oh, God, I don't know when this would have been. Because I think I've had... Jim Cum- that, I think- that Jim Cummings interview, that was like... You've had him on like four times, but it was like... times, yeah. It was right before his DuckTales day, because it was the thing with the Darkwing. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. supposed to say that yeah. So I he was... I think if I remember correctly, I... I 
Ivan had it. I had it all planned out. I wasn't even going to ask about the new DuckTales because I knew he couldn't talk about it. All right. Because he wasn't even on the show yet as Darkwing Duck. But it was rumored that he was going to be on the show as Darkwing Duck. I forgot how I asked it. But he just <laughs> spilled the beans, man. He just opened up that can of worms, just kept on talking. He went into full detail how Darkwing Duck was going to be on the reboot of DuckTales. And this mm-hmm. is probably a good year before Darkwing even appeared on the reboot of DuckTales. Jeez. And he told me everything. I, I forget what it was, but he told me that Darkwing was going to be a TV, you know, TV character that Launchpad was obsessed with and that, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't, I think it was like a day later, maybe two days later, got an email from Disney. Yep. <laughs> Disney lawyers weren't too happy with it. Now, they, me to say this, they were okay with my show. I didn't do anything wrong. They just asked me, yeah, politely asked me if I can edit those like five to 10 minutes out of that interview, which I did. They said I didn't have to, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be on the bad side of Disney. Who does? Yeah. No, nobody wants to be on Mickey's evil side. No, absolutely that's, not. That's, uh, so if you listen yeah, to no. it for the first two days, maybe in the first one day, you got to hear mm-hmm. the whole thing. Actually, I do. Yep. I do have that audio. I saved it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a little oh my god moment. I need to go home from work right now and edit that out. Uh uh-huh. Yep. And everyone knows my story. My story was we had Maurice Lamarche on and one of the questions we always ask voice actors is what type of voice acting do you like the most? Because there's Kurt there's character animation, there's ad narration, there's video games. And Maurice was like, oh, video games. You're just you in a room talking to yourself. And he's like, I just finished a session for Batman Arkham City. I was playing the voice of Mr. Freeze. I stopped for like a half a beat. And then I was like, can you give us a sample? And he goes, yeah, no, sorry. He he didn't go super far. He went far enough to where some little website picked it up. IGN picked it up. And once IGN picks up anything with video games, you're done. Yeah. I spent the whole day trying to get a hold of him or his age. I'm so sorry. I'm At the end of every episode, every interview I do now, is there anything that we've said in the time that we've had that you want me to cut out? Wow. Because I. That is smart to ask that. I, I don't ask that, but maybe I should. Every, you should. Every now and then I get an email from them. You know, maybe an hour or so later. Do you mind uh-huh. tweaking this part of the interview where I said this? I think it was. Yeah. Actually, Corey Burton was one of those. He didn't say it after the fact, but he was uh-huh. He was like, I'll tell you what you just asked if we don't air it. All right. Okay. So I was like, all right. So I, I mean, I still recorded it because it was. A, a rec- well, yeah, you're, you're going to record it, but you edited it out after yeah. the fact. Yeah. It, was a, it was a project that he worked on that he didn't want the uh, credit for. I'll just say that. Okay. Say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> yikes. That's yikes. Project he was on. Well, let's hope it wasn't any Transformers things. <laughs> it which I don't think it was. No, it, it wasn't. It was even animation. Uh, oh, okay. Well, then that doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, folks. So we are here. This is a special episode. And on the GeekCast Radio Network, you've heard us do, thanks to that 100 clickable lovely list of IGNs, 100 animated series, clicking through 100 pages. Great. Uh-huh. Take me all day to click through 100 pages. So 
We started the top 100 animated series countdown way back when. We've done animated films. We've done animated characters. We've done animated villains or just villains in general, I think. We've done seven overall countdowns. And this is going to be a mini countdown. This is... The GeekCast Radio Network and TuneCast have no affiliation with what is about to be said in this podcast because Tim is here to give us his personal top ten animated list, whether it's series or film. So I did not give him any real instructions on this. I just <laughs> said your top ten animated series or film because I figured, you know, you have – if I said top 10 animated series, then you would have to do an honorable mention for the chipmunk movie that you love so much. <laughs> so, yes, this is Tim's list. We're going to do this like we do all the countdowns. I'm sure there will be some strange voice in between each one saying what the number is. But let's get to it. All right, mystical voice. What number are we at? Now? All right, Tim, what do you got? So let me just say this now. My list is, is uh, constantly changing. Um, kind of depends on what mood I'm in for the day or month, year, whatever, you know? So, and of course this is my own personal list, so it's going to change mm-hmm. all the time. And who cares if it reflects what you guys think and love? Because this is <laughs> my list. So, uh, I'm, I, I'm, what's funny is I'm, I'm looking at my list right now and I'm even debating on <laughs> moving things around because the mood that I was in an hour ago is maybe different from what I'm feeling right now. Yes, well, you can't change it now that you're on the recording. There are no automatic instant changes. There are no instant saves here. This isn't the voice show. Fine, we'll just go with it. Number 10. (laughs) Ready for number 10? Uh I'm going to go with 1992's Batman the Animated Series. Oh, my God. Master Bruce, I... Miss Gordon, I see you've discovered our little secret... Yes, I admit it. I am Batman. Number 10. Why does that get number 10 versus number 2? Well, <laughs> I, I am far more an 80s kid than a 90s kid. Even though I was 12 years old when it came out. Perfect mm-hmm. age for Batman the Animated Series. I just hold more 80s cartoons near and dear to my heart than 90s cartoons. Okay. I mean... It's hard for me to say this, but the X-Men animated series isn't even making the top 10 because of that reason. It's close. Trust me. It's, it's almost tied with Batman, which killed It's at 12, folks. I haven't even seen his list, but I bet it's at 12. <laughs> it's 11. It's 11. <laughs> but it, it, they're almost really tied, so I really can easily talk about both of them, honestly. <laughs> so it, it's that hard of a decision for me to make. Right. So what is it about Batman that you did like? You know, Batman and Superman, of course, being the first comic book characters I was ever introduced to when I was a kid. I remember uh, I was laying on the floor doing something. I think it was drawing or something on the floor. And my dad came home from work and he threw a comic book at me. You know, not a not in an evil, <laughs> mean way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And it was the comic book issue where Superman... Re, uh, was racing the flash yep and uh that was like my first introduction to any comic book ever and it was that and batman that i really connected to so i'm more of a dc fan mm-hmm. than marvel i still am even you know marvel movies are you know better on, on going the way of the dodo at this point <laughs> yes <laughs> yes they are 
but I don't know, Batman, I just always loved, not necessarily Batman, you know, fully, but the villains, the uh, characters in the anime series and the comic book are just iconic. And uh, the writing on that series was probably unlike any animated series writing that we ever had up to that point, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very much, I'm going to say this, and I know every single BTAS fan is going to scream at me for saying this, but it was very much the Looney Tunes of the 90s. And what I mean by that is when Bob Clampett and Chuck Jones and Frizz Freeling and all those guys back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, when they were making Looney Tunes, they weren't making those for kids. They weren't yep. aiming at yep. kids. Yep. Batman, and this is the reason why I'm saying it's the Looney Tunes of the 90s, is that Batman, the animated series, was not, okay, yes, it has some kid stuff in it, but it was for the people that created it. It was for Bruce Tim. it was for Eric Rodofsky, it was for Paul Dini, it was for James Tucker, it was for... Andrea Romano, Kevin Conroy, every, you know, Mark Hamill, I mean, Mark especially. Oh, God. Oh, God. I just saw, and I don't know why people would do this, and I, I understand, but I've heard your interview with Andrea Romano. I've heard other people interview her. I would love to interview her one of these days, but I saw a news article, and it's not in my Google feed anymore. I saw some website reporting that somebody on YouTube took the original Tim Curry Joker stuff and applied it to Batman the Animated Series Joker because Tim Curry was the first Joker, like, before Mark came on. And I'm just like, look, I get it. We want to preserve history, and I'm all about nostalgia and all that and everything else, but I am sorry. If the voice director and everyone else said that it wasn't a good fit for the character and Mark Hamill hit it. Look, Tim Curry will always be Cardinal Richelieu to me. Yeah. Like, that can be arranged. Like, you know, but come on. And what's it's funny about Batman the Anime Series as well. People nowadays are complaining about major celebrities voicing characters now on, on for cartoons. But Batman the Animated Series was doing it way before anybody else was doing it. If you look at the cast, most of the voices were done by movie or TV stars. Yep. So you can't really say it's a modern thing to do. And in fact, Disney was doing it way before the fact in the 1940s. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's always been a thing. So, but Batman the Animated Series is easily one of my favorites. I can still go down, you know, right now and just sit down and enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, Mystical Voice, give us the next number, please, because we all know what it is, but... All right, thank you, Mystical Voice from the Great Beyond, or wherever you are. All right, Tim, what's next on your list? All right, so look at my list. Yeah, I think I'm still in agreement with myself from an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the real Ghostbusters from 19... 1986. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember watching. I don't. I don't know if it's the. Yeah, it was the first episode. It was the uh, the Boogeyman episode. Isn't that the first episode? I think so. I'd have <laughs> to is. confirm it, but I think that's the first. I, I remember watching that for the very first time in '86 as a kid.
wasn't scared of it because, you know, us 80s kids, it took a lot to get scared, I think. It took a guy with some really, really large metal fingernails yeah. to get me scared. And I'm not talking about Edward Scissorhands, folks. <laughs> so real Ghostbusters, I just love this cartoon. And I a, a lot of my list is actually going to be tied, you know, kind of tied with um, the toy franchises that they were mm-hmm. with it because they did that in the 80s and I guess even the 90s. You know, they get you hooked on the cartoon, then they get you hooked even more by releasing toys on the cartoon or releasing the toys first and then the cartoon to get you hooked on the cartoon. So it's yeah. a very common thing to do back then. The very first episode aired September 13th, 1986. Ghosts Are Us. Slimer accidentally releases three ghosts from the containment unit and they set out Okay, to put the Ghostbusters out of business by opening their own business. Ghosts are us. What episode <laughs> is the Boogeyman one? Okay, let's see. Yeah, I know that. Uh, okay, so that's... All right, the Boogeyman, that aired October 18th, 1986. The guys are hired by a pair of young siblings to rid them of the Boogeyman, an entity Egon is quite familiar with. And what what episode was that? It's six or seven of the first season. I'm not counting again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's early on, but that's the first episode I remember watching of that. Yep. And of course, at that point, I was already a huge fan of the movie. Who, I mean, who wasn't when they were our age, you know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, the voices, you know, were, were close enough for me to enjoy. And, and uh, the, like I said, the toys are easily in my top five favorite toy franchises of all time. I remember I had the uh, Egon one, the uh, scare, what's, I forgot, fright feature Egon, where yep. you uh, pull down on his arm and his tie flips up and his mouth, you know, drops, you know, pr- like a quarter of an inch or whatever. I mean, I, I, I love Maurice as, as Egon. I love, obviously, Megatron as, as Ray. Yeah. And Garfield. Oh, well, then. He- yeah, but wow, that's interesting. Yes, Lorenzo Music as as Dr. Peter Venkman for 78 episodes from 86 oh. to 87. And then guess who took over? Oh, that would have been Dave Couillet. <laughs> that would have been Uncle freaking Joey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I interviewed him about it. Yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't know if this is uh, factual or not, so take this with a grain of salt. But, uh-huh. you know, they, I think it was even Bill Murray was like, how come you get a guy who sounds just like Egon, but you get Garfield to, to voice me? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> so it's always little. I think that's true. I think that was a true kind of statement. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. the reason why they uh, got rid of Lorenzo Music, who I thought did a great job, honestly. Because mm-hmm. even Bill Murray replaced Lorenzo as Garfield. So yeah. they have similar voices. Okay, well, I originally thought it was because he passed away. But he did not die until yeah, August no. 4th of 2001. No, I think it's so, because they wanted to go a different direction with it. Mm, well, that's kind of sad. I know, I know. Because he did a great job. I'm sorry. The original cast yeah. of the real Ghostbusters was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I did not know this. Well, I guess I did. Wow. Really? 
So Arsenio Hall was at Winston originally yeah, from yeah. 86 to 87. And then from 88 to 91, for 49 episodes of the show, they brought in Blaster from – they brought in Bruster Jones. I'm like – Oh, okay. I thought – Like, wait, what? I thought Arsenio Hall lasted much longer than that, but I guess not. Guess not, huh. I, but – I mean, Buster Jones. I mean, you can't you can't argue with the Master Blaster man. No, no you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the real Ghostbusters? I mean, it's just a cartoon that still fully holds up today. Like one of my favorite episodes is when they go to save Christmas. It's, yep, it's just a great episode. I mean, I think it's on. I think it's on Netflix, maybe even YouTube for free. Cool. So I definitely well, recommend that. Well, it wouldn't be on Netflix for free because Netflix no. charges even yeah. for ads. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can find it on YouTube or, you know, folks, if you if you turn off the dark, I'm sure you can, you know, find it somewhere in some dark corner of the Internet. All right. Mystical countdown, man. Let's get the next number, please. Eight. All right, Tim, what do you got? All right. Let's see. Do I want to change it? Nope. I'm keeping it as it you is. You can't. <laughs> there are no take backs, damn it. Your, your list is your list. If, I, my if, problem. I do have to change it slightly because I made two separate lists. One for movies <laughs> and one for cartoons. Oh, jeez. No. Sneak <laughs> in the movies <laughs> to the cartoon section at some point. So I'm deciding God, if I need to I, take off one or, you know, whatever. <sighs> I don't I don't listen to rules very easily. Apparently not. Nobody does. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Number eight. All right. I'm going with 1987's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm surprised this isn't higher. Yeah, you know, it's just a tough that my next five favorites are hard for me to beat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I I agree with you. I can easily put this as number three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Easily as number three. I don't know why it wouldn't be, but I just think it's not as good, in my opinion, as my other top favorites. But this series is iconic. I mean, you wouldn't, even though it started off as a comic book franchise series or whatever. You wouldn't no, like, wouldn't have Ninja none of us oh. kids, none of us, nobody under the age of twenty probably no. knew exactly that. That yeah, no, my first experience was the cartoon yeah. show, and you wouldn't have you turtles know. nowadays if it wasn't for that eighty-seven cartoon show. Yep, you know, I mean, as great as the comic probably was, it wouldn't be around. Yep. I'm sorry, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have got the nineteen ninety. I mean, it could have gotten a movie. I don't think it would have gotten the budget that it got, even though it was a small budget for a movie. I, 
I, I can't believe you're saying this, seeing as how that was your favorite movie. I know. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> the 1990 movie, I still, oh my God, it's amazing. Yep. It's, I mean, Jim Henson's uh, publishery is, and it's like the last thing that he saw before he passed away is just, yep. I don't know. I just love that movie. And it's got a good yep. mixture of both the comic book series and the cartoon in it. I think they did a remarkable job at that. The only thing, and th- again, this is your list and this is your opinion, whatever else, but since we're having a discussion about it, I will say the only thing is I actually just, over this past holiday season in 2021, I came into a little bit of extra cash and I spent a little <laughs> bit too much because it's out of print, but I got the turtle van. I got the complete series. Oh, yeah, Finally, yeah, yeah, I won- after <laughs> years, after years, I finally just said, fine, I've paid my bills. Everything is taken care of for this month. It's Christmas time. I want something for Christmas. And I found it for, I don't even, it was more than MSRP, but it wasn't outrageous. It was like somewhere between $100 and $200. So it's not outrageous considering what the Matrix set and the G.I. Joe footlocker and all that stuff goes for now. So the reason why I'm saying all of this is because I started like I literally right now if I had nothing I'm going to open it because if I open it and close it again my my VLC media player will pop up and I'll hear the term. I have disc 6 in my computer right now and it's I'm in the middle of I don't know season 2 well it would be season 2 season 2 or season 3 because season 1 was only the first 5 episodes. So my point in saying all of this is I did not know that Uncle Phil only did X number of episodes. He was not always Shredder. No, no, the no. voice changes. Yeah. The voice changes in this show annoy the hell out of me. Uh, it has nothing to do, has nothing to do with the voice actors. It has nothing like Dorian Harewood was Shredder for four episodes in nineteen eighty nine. Uh, somebody I don't even know who his name like Never Bill Martin. I've never heard of Bill Martin. He played Shredder for seven episodes from ninety four to ninety six. And it wasn't only that. It wasn't only that character either. They did it for Raphael. I mean, especially the last season changed that Raphael, of course. But it was throughout the whole series that kind of did that. I think it was just they had to film with who they had for that moment. I guess. I I guess yeah. I I don't know, but like. I completely forgot that there are certain episodes in season two that I'm like, this happened this early, like the Leatherhead episode. And there's uh-huh. another episode, uh, one of the alien Krang episode, one of the Dimension X. I'm like, really? They did the mm-hmm. Dimension in season two. Like, I expect that to be like <laughs> season, season five. three or four, you know, five or something like that. So anyway, th- I'm sorry. This is your. No, it's fine. It's great that we have a conversation <laughs> about it. I. I, now that you talk about it more, I'm thinking why it's not closer to number one on my list is the fact that I do feel the show kind of went down the hill, especially the last couple seasons of it. You know, if I I don't remember if I've even watched the last season of it, to be honest. I know I did not. Yeah, I know by. So, like I said, the first five episodes uh, hot rotting teenagers from Dimension X and the case of the killer pizzas. Yeah. Are so the first five episodes are what they are, and they are the the first five parter, and they're the origin or whatever else. And I always I always remembered those, but 
Hot Running Teenagers from Dimension X and Case of the Killer Pizza, uh, Sewer Pizza Animals or whatever the hell, the Pizza Monsters. Those were BK VHS tapes yeah. that I had. I have those, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I have. So, and, I, and the only other one I remember is, and I don't know why I remember this, because I can't stand her character. <laughs> the the tale of the 50-foot Irma. Oh, God, that was a bad one. That was a Oh, I, oh God. She was annoying. I do give you that. There are only, out of the entire voice cast, I want to say, yes, only two of the actual turtles are in, the voice actors are in all 193 yeah. episodes, and that is Leonardo and Michelangelo. And Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Townsend Coleman and Cam Clark. Yeah, I mean. Whom you've had on your show. Not I don't No, I haven't had Cam on yet. No. Really? Oh, I, I'm going to beat you to that. I'm going to send him an email right as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I keep meaning to reach out to him, but no, I haven't had him on. But but Michelangelo, dude, that was my fav- one of my favorite interviews I've done. Yeah, I love that guy. I awesome. should be kind of talking about interviews I've done with each pick that I kind of do, huh? Uh, maybe, but we can always save that for the next week, too. So true as well. That's true as well. <laughs> All right. We are up to the next number. Mysterious voice. Let's take it away. Seven. All right. So, yeah, let's do this one. 1991 introduced one of my favorite characters of all time the reason why it's not higher on my list is because it just needed to last longer i think so the show are we getting dangerous we are definitely getting very dangerous right now (laughs) we're talking about darkwing duck of course let's get dangerous such a short show i hate you disney plus i love you disney plus but i hate you disney plus so when Disney Plus debuted, I'm sorry to steal your thunder, but no, no. when Disney Plus debuted and they're like, look, we have all this stuff, I immediately went to look at Darkwing and I'm like, why is the Terrace Bulba two-parter not the first two episodes? What did you do? They do that on the DVD release too. I don't know why they Really? Yes. And they did, they did the same thing with DuckTales DVD release. They didn't make it part. They made it like, like on the second disc. It's like, why? It makes no sense. This is the first episode. It introduces everything. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they do that. That makes no sense whatsoever. No, it doesn't. But Darkwing Duck, oh, God, this, this, this show, just amazing. I just, same reason why I like Batman the Animated Series. The characters are just amazing. All the side characters, mm-hmm. Darkwing is just great. I mean, it's supposed to be like a Batman type of a series and yep. it was, it was perfect. And it just kind of introduced me to Jim Cummings who I already knew through, you know, like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and yep. things that he's done at the time. But he really, that's when he found his, his voice. That's when he found his true character, his iconic character that he created, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this show, man, it is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's so good, especially once they add Magicka. Or not oh, Magicka, yeah. uh, Morgana. Morgana, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. hello, it's a it's it's a play on Mor- Morgana or Morgana. I, 
look at whichever version of the Arthurian legend you want to. Her name is always different, but it's it's a version of Lefay, sort of. And yeah, and then you have the villains in this show, and I'm like, <laughs> how in the Sam Hell is Sideswipe Swoop? Uh, who else did he play? Sideswipe Swoop. I'm sure he played one of the aerial bot Michael freaking Bell as Quacker Jack. Duke like from, just yeah. steals the show. I know Quacker huh? Jack is easily one of the best characters on there, and part yeah. of one of my part of my favorite episode of all time, which is oh oh oh, what's the name of the episode with uh, Dark Warrior Duck? Oh, oh I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, time time and punishment. Time and punishment. Okay, that's been my favorite episode go. since it aired. Is the <laughs> where they go to like alternate, you know, yeah, different timeline, and uh, he's Dark Warrior Duck instead of Dark Wing Duck. Just love that yep. episode. Oh, sorry. We make it a point never to get involved. <laughs> I am the terror that hunts in the night. <laughs> I am the jackal that gnaws at your bones. I'm not finished. I am Dark Warrior Duck. Maybe a year in the pen will teach you to use a crosswalk. Jaywalker. He does that to jaywalkers? And you thought your insurance premiums were high now. What would he do to real criminals? Let's not stick around to find out, Scout. Yeah, this show, man, only got three seasons. It deserved ten. And it only ran for from 91 and 92, even though it got three yeah. seasons. Only on the air for over a year. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to realize that because, you know, it wasn't on just once a week. It was on more than once a week. Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, let's see. Yeah, it was daily. It was five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think maybe not in the let's see maybe not in the darkly but definitely ahead, after sorry. season two it was when it was part of the disney afternoon yeah starting in well yeah starting with get antsy september 11th 10th 11th 12th 13th okay so yeah so whatever days of the week 10th through the 13th were it was daily yeah at first in 91, and then lately, you said, obviously, by the time we got to season two, it really was. Yeah. Dark Warrior? Oh, perfect. Gone five minutes and my own daughter forgets my name. Just like she forgot she was supposed to stay in the rat catcher. Launchpad! Don't change the subject. I have had it with you, young lady. You are grounded for a month. No problem, Dad. That kind of justice I can handle. Now, don't argue with me. I give you Yeah, and I remember coming home from school. No, they went weekly. Oh, wow. By season two, they stopped doing daily. They went weekly. Interesting. Yeah. See, I don't remember that. Again, it's IMDb, folks. They could be wrong, but I I don't think they would be. And maybe we're also confusing it with reruns. Maybe they played reruns daily and then putting a new one once a week you know well i mean like i said i'm looking at the actual episode synopsis here and like i said i'm seeing things that like uh revolution in home appliances september 23rd 1991 trading faces september 24th hush hush sweet charlatan 25th 26th 27th 
and then goes to You Sweat Your Life was September 30th. So, yeah, it was daily the first season, the first year, and then they went weekly because I I think by that time, Disney Afternoon. And more shows to throw in there. Yeah, you didn't need five days of Darkwing. You had Darkwing and and DuckTales and Tailspin and and Bonkers and... I don't think I, I don't think DuckTales and Darkwing Duck ever ran the same time. I think Duck Dark I think DuckTales ended right before Darkwing started, I think. Oh right. Eighty seven to Nine, Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So anyways, Darkwing Duck, I just man, the voices and the characters are just iconic. And I've had a handful of the voice actors on my show. You've had them all on your show. Don't <laughs> don't sugarcoat this one. Come on now. Yeah, I just, like since it's one of my favorite shows, I think I tried to get pretty much everybody who I could get onto the show. I was like, when I was going back listening to episodes, I was like, I clicked on one episode that had nothing to do with Darkwing Duck. Next thing I know, like, here, would you like the three episodes of Terry McGovern as Launchpad? I'm like, okay, I, I will listen to Launchpad stories eventually. Thank you. That was one of my. He is in my top five favorite interviews, honestly. Oh, ab- absolutely! One, He's I, awesome. I would definitely highly recommend. He's hilarious. He caught me. Okay, so I. I this is a little behind the scenes thing. I don't talk about my. Okay. I like to have a little drink when I interview people. All right. It's all right. I'm an adult. I'm 42 years old. I can do that. But I, uh-huh. I don't announce it on my show because I know kids under the age do listen to it. So it's very mm-hmm. family friendly, 100% family friendly. But I tend to have a drink. And his interview was one of the first ones I did where it was fully video. He can see me. Oh, I can see him. No. And he uh-huh. was, he's like, what are you drinking there? And I was like, it's, it's water. He's like, sure, it's water. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it, it was water with a with a Jolly Rancher in it. That's what it was. It was it was Zima in Jolly Rancher. Oh, that's Zima. that's God. <laughs> that's so nineties, folks. Nineties so Zima and Jolly Ranchers. Zima was my first ever drink I ever drank. Oh Lord, yeah. And then wow, again I had it again in two thousand and two. Made me sick off of the sugar alone. <laughs> yeah, that'll do that. <laughs> and I just want to let everyone know this is not necessarily because we say S D F H whatever the hell. See right there, <laughs> whatever. I always tag my podcast explicit because of the N-U-N do's and the N-U-N don'ts. And there you go. Please, folks. Don't drink. <laughs> if you can help it, don't drink. <laughs> but, you know, we're not saying all of those curse words like every other word. It's not like, um. Um. <laughs> um. So, um uh, my next um. Where the hell um are we, um? <laughs> all right, Mystical Voice, what's the next number? Number six. Here we go. All right, you ready? Yep. Now, this is where I kind of could really anger people, I think. Uh oh. Because I'm putting the show as number six, and I think a lot of people, especially our age, might have this as number one. Okay. 1984's Transformers. At number six, I can I can understand and accept that. I don't completely hate it, and honestly, I don't even know. If I was forced into making a top ten list of animated series and films, 
Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, sure, fine. What's your? <laughs> You'll allow it then. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's your list. This is your episode. I can't not allow it. The musical sonic boom. Good old jazz. All right, so Transformers. How much of a Transformers kid were you? I mean, the fact that it's number six, I mean, that's a lot because I watched almost every cartoon you can think of as a kid between the early 80s and mid 90s. See, that's kind of yep. a misconception with people that listen to my show. I get a lot of people <laughs> talking about new cartoons, stuff after, you know, after I was an adult. I, I stopped watching cartoons since like 97, maybe even 96. You know what I mean? Okay. And I, 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 I don't feel bad saying that. I just outgrew them at that time. I was 16, 17 years old. So yeah. people are like, oh, what about Adventure Time? What about SpongeBob? I was like, <sighs> no, I only watched SpongeBob to get ready for my interview with, you know, with SpongeBob himself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or my kids watch it. So I'm familiar with it. Hello, discerning podcast listeners. This is Tom Kenny, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Yeah. So anyways, I, don't, I forget why I went to that rant, but... Well, because people who listen to your show assume you watched cartoons. Cartoon, like, if, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're interviewing Tom Kenny, they assume you've seen every single episode of Spongebob. Yep, I interviewed Tom he, Kenny because I was a huge Rocco's Modern World fan. <laughs> yes. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. So, Transformers... Uh, yeah, transform infamous, infamous series. Transformers, iconic. Another show yes. that who knew that it would still be around and as popular as maybe even ever nowadays with mm-hmm. the movies and multiple, you know, different cartoon series, which I haven't watched because, like I said, I don't watch modern cartoons. But okay, so what is it about the classic Generation One cartoon that you like? You know, it was, again, this is another show that tied along with a, a great toy franchise that I loved playing with as a kid. I don't remember having a lot of them as a kid, but I had a good enough good enough of them to really enjoy them and really get involved in the cartoon series. I mean, a ton of action, you know, mm-hmm. from episode one, action everywhere. And, you know, the good, the bad, which I always lean towards the Decepticon side because I loved Soundwave and and um, who else was my favorite? Soundwave was pretty much my my all time favorite character. I think on the show. I don't know why. Is it because I love I love cassettes? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. No, it it seems to be a recurring theme in my branding to have a cassette, and maybe Soundwave could be why. I'm just now realizing that. Huh? Interesting. Disclosure averted. Continue observation. This is like a little, uh, you're like my psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm laying on the couch and <laughs> I love cassettes. That's right. <laughs> but this show is just iconic. But my, my complaint is there was too many characters to keep track of. You know what I mean? Well, they added more Lord. characters and more characters and more. Like the first season is only 16 episodes. The second season is 49 episodes. And then season three was, I mean, there, there are only 
I should know this. 98. There are only 98 episodes total. So 16, 49, and then season three, whatever number that is. And then season four, technically, but uh, season four was just the rebirth three-parter. So, yeah, you know. Yep. And then the movie. I love the movie, too. Yeah, the movie. Yep. I don't, I don't know if I cried. I don't know if I cried or not, but I'm sure I did. I don't know. I didn't really become a sensitive person until I became a parent. Oh, so I don't know. <laughs> wow. All righty then, folks. You heard it here first, folks. This is uh, the dark side of Tim Nidell. I may not have cried when Optimus died. <laughs> well, at least you're not hiding in your closet. Yeah. Refusing to come out for a week and a half. <laughs> and use the power of the Matrix to light our darkest hour. Yes, I cried as a kid in 1987 or 88 or whenever it was, because I didn't get to go to the theater to see it. I saw it on VHS from some video rental store later. And yes, I cried, but... 40-something years later, I'm like, you know, he's going to sit there and play basketball with them and <laughs> while Megatron's destroying it. No, please, p- please, people, let, let Hot Rod become Rodimus Prime and be the true yeah. the true leader of the Autobots. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I cried or not. I mean, I probably did. I don't remember. I don't know. Ooh. I can't remember yesterday, let alone 40 years ago, half the time. So Yeah, who knows? I mean, I cried over some of things, especially now. <laughs> you know, I watched Filtered Dreams, now I cry. <laughs> I cry at Filtered Dreams. I'm, I'm proud to admit it. <sighs> what number are we at? We're up to number whatever this person's going to say, but I think it is number five. Five. All right. Man, I'm looking at my movie movie list. I really need to start getting movies into there before I have no space, which I already know right now I have no space to put two more movies into there. So I might have to squeeze illegally another movie into there so I can talk about Chipmunk Adventure. I'm going to do that now. Chipmunk Adventure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say it's better than Transformers for me. It, it is. No, I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard for me to say it, but it is. Uh-huh. Okay. For totally, sure. For totally right. different reasons, though. For totally different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So, Chipmunk Adventure came out in 1987. I would have been seven. You would have been seven as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I remember is another rental. We did we did yep. go to movies quite a bit in theater, but this is a rental, probably because my parents didn't want to go sit with me to watch it. Yeah, and I just was addicted to this movie. I think I had the flu when they rented it, so I was homesick. And I remember watching it like three to four times in a couple of days because I was home from school. And no, that's right. Was, no, I didn't have the flu. I had infantago or tigo. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> you had some sort of disease. Disease where it's contagious. So I couldn't go to school. And they rented uh, Chipmunk Adventure. And so I already loved Alvin and the Chipmunks, the cartoon series from the 80s. I already mm-hmm. loved that one. I mean, it's. It should have been in my top 10 list, and I'm thinking about it, but at least I'm talking about the movie, right? Yeah. No, it's better than that. Yep. And this series, the music is iconic, except for that one stupid song, the Getting Lucky song, which, if you listen to my interview, my second to last mm. interview that I did, we talked about mm-hmm. that pretty detailed why it's in there. Yeah. Um, it's just iconic. It, it kind of reminded me, kind of like a Disney movie. And we found out during my interview why, because I had some of the former Disney animators animating. Um, mm-hmm. Characters are amazing. Songs are amazing. I love uh, Miss Miller. as uh, So if you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So there's a part where she's on the phone with, with Dave, or she thinks it's Dave. It's really a recording mm-hmm. that Alvin did of Dave in different, right. different segments. You know, him saying things to splice together what they want him to say. And um, there's a part where Dave calls back later and says, is is Alvin available? And she says, available for what? Okay, for the past 20 years or more, every time Mm -hmm. he says available, I say available for what? Yeah. Every time somebody says it. So this movie, I don't know. (laughs) It's just easily one of my favorites. I just love this movie. I forgot Ross was all three. Yeah. He's Dave, Alvin, and Simon, and then Janice is Theodore. Theodore and the Along with Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and Janice is the interview that I did. Yeah. An interview that I've been trying to get since day one, honestly. So for over 10 years, trying to get her on the show. (laughs) <laughs> and then I got her. And look at it this way: it, it took you to shut the show down for a couple of months to finally get her. You're like episode 200. I've peaked, folks. I'm going to go do other stuff. Two weeks later, here's 201, and here's no blank. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, just, I needed a mental break. I guess I'm surprised you didn't get them both on her and Ross together. Well, would have been off the record. So off the record. Um, okay, 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 fine.
number four. All right. Yeah, let's go with that one. 1983's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Today I broke a promise and proved myself unworthy of the great power that was given me. And if I am unworthy, I can no longer permit myself to be He-Man. Let the power return! Alright, what is it about that show that puts it at number four? I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, no, not, not in that way. I'm trying to remember if I think I think this was the first cartoon I ever remember watching as a kid ever in my life. So it had that impact on me being the first cartoon I ever watched. Mm-hmm. And I remember being the first cartoon I ever watched. And I had a couple of the toys later on in the series, not in the beginning, but my brother's good friend. So my brother's two years older than me. So mm-hmm. he would have been five at the time, I think, when the show came out. But the toys came first. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of my brother's friends had a ton of the He-Man toys. A ton with Star Wars toys, too. And we just played with them a lot. So this would be an instance where I remember the toys first, of course, like a lot of kids did, because it was introduced first to promote the cartoon series later down the road. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's cheesy. It's got Orko. It's got a. It's got a. It's got a obvious He-Man, you know, in Prince Adam. I don't know how mm-hmm. you can't see that. If you make fun of Clark Kent and his, you know, hiding with the glasses and hair all styled and everything. I mean, just because He-Man wears pink and that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, Prince Adam wears pink, purple, and white, and He-Man wears... So nothing. You see the muscles, but, you know, that uh, yeah. too much. I mean... But, but, yeah. I don't know. It's a cheesy cartoon. It still is, but I just hold this one dear to my heart, just because you know, we have that learning thing at the end of every episode, very much well, like yeah. G.I. Joe did. And as much hate as Orko gets, I still like Orko. I don't care what people <laughs> say. He's cute. You know, as a kid, I... I thought he was funny. I think I remember having a lunch pail of He-Man as a kid. And yep. just I don't remember having one He-Man lunch boxes. I remember having Transformers lunch boxes yeah. and Knight Rider lunch boxes and Alf lunch boxes. And I don't think I ever had a He-Man one, but that would be that would be interesting nowadays. Yeah, and the- there's a really like nice metal one they had back then. Like it, mm-hmm. I can kind of envision it metal. I think it was like a solid blue. Had Skeletor mm-hmm. on one side. I think it had He-Man on the other side. Just iconic. Yep. But I'm trying to envision envision it, at least in my mind. But, I mean, it's not a perfect cartoon. I can't say I can't say it's honestly better than my top ten so, list. But for me, it is because it just holds so much memories of watching it with my brother. Right. Absolutely. So, behind the scenes for you is that in 2011 slash 2012... Optimus Solo and I started the Powers of Grayskull series only on the GeekCast Radio Network. We were going to go through everything that Mattel or whomever has ever done with animation with He-Man. Uh-huh. 
So we've reviewed every single one of these oh, nice. 130 episodes, the 93 episodes of Shira, the God knows how many horrible numbers of new event. Oh God. I never watched new that event. one. I never watched that one. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't stop. Don't. And no, don't, 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 I won't. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, 2002, which was really, really good. It was basically an updated version of this, but they took it in a different. It only has 39 episodes, sadly. Uh, it didn't. It was supposed to get a season three, but it didn't. Cartoon Network is Cartoon Network, and they do stupid shit. Uh, and then there's the current crop of stuff between Shira and the Princesses of Power on Netflix, and He Man and the. Uh, the not he, uh, the CGI He Man and the Masters of the Universe yeah. plus the uh, I know Optimus Solo is going to listen to this and he's going to be like, "Why are you being so nice?" I'm sorry, I don't like Kevin Smith anymore. Kevin Smith has smoked way too much goddamn weed, oh. and he's turned into an idiot. I don't know what the happened. fact that I know ever since he started smoking pot, he just lost his right has, abilities. It, have you watched his no see revelation? I, I want okay. to. I want you have to. not watched it. I I understand you want to, and I don't ever want to push somebody off of trying something other than new adventures. New adventures is not worth your time. But there's a few things that are very Kevin Smith oh, no. about oh, no. the He-Man show. And they are very innuendo-don't, if you know what I mean. And it's close. It's a very, like, half half of a second away of something, but it doesn't have, but just the, just the inference. Yeah. And I get it. That, that show is for us. But the way I, the way I will say about the current crop of He-Man stuff, for what you're saying the original filmation show was to you and what it was to me and what it was to everybody else. Imagine the feelings we had 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. To what kids may be watching now with the CGI version. I don't care what any adult male or female says about the designs of the show. That's fine. We can all, we don't all have to agree on the design of something. I find it a little weird, but I'm getting used to it. But the stories in the CGI version on Netflix are what kids today should be growing up on. The lessons that are in that show—they don't have a specific. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have a specific after-show lesson like we did in Lou Shimer days. But basically, take filmation He-Man and take the CGI He-Man. They're the same jumping-on point for a boy-child between the ages of 5 and 8, or 5 and 10, yeah. or 5 and 12 right now in this day and age. So I've we, yeah, we've gone through all of this, and oh my god, there's so <laughs> many episodes of Filmation He-Man. Like, The Star Child is an episode I will never watch again. Oh my god. Half of the kid characters in this show... But yeah, folks, we have over 130 episodes of the podcast, the Grey Skull series. You can listen to all of that over there. All right. Number three, sir. We're in the top three. What do you got? My top three, I don't think ever really changes. So I'm very content with what I'm about to say. But I do need to do one honorable mention in a movie that it needs to be in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll do that now. 
it, this is the honorable mention before we're done with the list. Can we do that? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I got I to gotta talk about Pinocchio, the original 1940 Pinocchio. It's my favorite Disney movie. And it's my favorite. Why? It's just amazing, dude. The, the animation is just epic. The animation is amazing, but they got eaten by a whale. It's, it's part of the series, man. You just got to go with it. A lot, a lot of weird things happened to that movie. A lot of weird things. You just got to be long for the ride. So uh-huh. for technical reasons, it's my favorite Disney movie. Okay, well, there's your honorable mention. What is your number three? Number three. Nine, so, so this one had a couple, actually. So you could say it started in 83 or 84, but that was the miniseries. 1985's G.I. Joe. Special Mission Force. Its purpose? To defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People think it's weird yep. that I like this more than Transformers. I... I mean, I kind of get it because, I mean, for me, I had a, you know, if, if, if you put, you know, chocolate and whatever on the other side of the choice, I'm probably going to pick chocolate yeah. half the time. Yeah. So that's the thing with me and Transformers and G.I. Joe. Yes, I remember G.I. Joe, but I don't have as much of a memory. Like, G1, I have it ingrained in my brain. Yeah. G.I. Joe, I don't have ingrained in my and brain. I'm the other way around. So. I'm the other way, way around. I think it's because the characters for me as a kid stood out more in G.I. Joe. You know, they had a distinct, the way they looked, talked. You know, Shipwreck was my favorite character on the show, along with uh, Duke was my, no, Flint would have been my second favorite. And then maybe Duke, my third favorite. But I don't know. Each character just seemed different. And I was able to notice that as a five-year-old kid, you know, Transformers, Mm -hmm. it got a little complicated to know who was who at certain moments when they're, you know, fighting or (laughs) going pretty fast. But I just have a more of a connection. And this also goes back to the toy line of G.I. Joe. And I think this would have been the toy franchise I had the most toys of. I think I had okay. like 20 or more characters and then vehicles on top of that. So my brother and I had a ton of G.I. Joe toys. I remember I think the first ones I got, my dad kind of did the same thing. He came back from work and he had a box of like 10 or more G.I. Joes he got from a yard sale. And that's mm-hmm. our introduction to the toy line. And I think it was around the same time the animated series started because it, we were actually watching the animated series at that time too. So we already loved the animated series. And I don't know. You know, I've always been, my dad was big on war movies. 
when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. it just reminded me of a giant, you know, Western war movie as a cartoon series. Fighting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing with G.I. Joe is because it's military characters, like it's, you know, G.I. Joe, you know, join the army, do this, do that, whatever it is, you know. And then it's, you know, them versus Cobra and, you know. Yeah. And, you know, everybody, like, look, folks, 40 years ago in the 80s, half of our parents wanted us to grow up to be a lawyer, a doctor, a cop, going to a police officer, a fireman, a EMT, whatever, or going to the military. Yeah. And that's where G.I. Joe kind of came in. Like, that's why G.I. Joe had to have the, you know, just like every other 80s cartoon had to have the the messages at the end and all yeah, that. Exactly. The, now you know, you know, knowing, yep. knowing is, knowing is yep. half the battle. The other half is red laser and blue laser. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yes, it is. I'll yeah. be here all week. <laughs> I remember, so the toys, I remember my brother and I, we never really had any of the, the bases as toys. You know, we had some, some of the vehicles, not much, mainly mm-hmm. just characters. So we used to take our multi-story cat house, and that was the Cobra Commander's, you know, base. And I remember even one time we found a, uh, I don't know what kind of caterpillar it was, but one of the hairy ones. We put that in the cat house, and that was like a monster attacking the G.I. Joes. (laughs) Yeah. Just a lot lot of memories with this show. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, You and I both have interviewed Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. But old Lauren Lester, I did not know because I did not watch this show that much. I did not know he was barbecue. Yeah, but I love the fact that he's barbecue, and I love the fact that he gave barbecue a New England accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that is a great direction that it took. Yeah, there's a lot, and of, it is a, a lot of voice actors that were so good on the show. Even, you know, one-timers kind of, or mm-hmm. a couple episodes, you know? It's a shame that Barbecue is only in nine episodes. Yeah, yeah it's funny to think a lot of iconic characters from G.I. Joe are only in, some of them are only in, you know, five mm-hmm. to ten episodes. Yep. Absolutely. And of course, you got, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love all the voice actors, but you got, and I didn't know who his, what his name was, but that narrator, Jackson Beck, oh my uh, god. This like I haven't looked at G.I. Joe's stuff in yeah, like I haven't Oh, he died in two thousand four. Damn. Uh but I mean, you hear that narrator's voice and you're like I know it's you're standing you're easily standing <laughs> at attention. For sure. For sure. No, I, I completely agree. And then when Sergeant Slaughter got introduced, so here's mm-hmm. a little behind the scenes thing that people might not know is they, they wanted to get Rambo as a character. They couldn't do it. They Still couldn't, do it. Never, they couldn't you know. do it. No, so they got Sergeant Slaughter instead. Yeah. And as of this recording, it's it's out now. You can, I think, get it at GameStop. Or maybe as of this recording, maybe it's still on pre-order at GameStop. I don't know if you're into Funko Pops at all, but there already was a WWE version of Sergeant Slaughter. They are now releasing with a G.I. Joe box, a G.I. Joe accurate black shirt Funko Pop Sergeant nice. Slaughter. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. yep. 
Yeah. It was a fun absolutely. addition. As, as, as a kid, I loved wrestling back then too, you know, so it was a good, it was a good addition. Absolutely. All right. What is your next number, Mr. Mysterious Voice? Two. Number two. All right. Yep. Number two. Okay, so let me just say, my number one, number two sometimes go back and forth, or they're sometimes tied. But today, I'm on the side of this being as my number two. I'm going all the way back to 1985 to talk about Thundercats. When I'm not rooting further to Mumra's evil, I'm enjoying Tooncast with the other Thundercats. that show man I've never forgotten about Thundercats I just adore this show I mean I don't know people make fun of it people say it's cheesier than He-Man which I don't think it is no I can (laughs) safely say it is not because of the simple fact that you didn't have Lionel and Willow making all kinds of weird babies and having all <laughs> kinds of weird thunder children. Like, look, Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat are about as close about as close to bad. Look, g- do me a favor. Listen to us on. Pa- I'm not. I'm. I'm sitting here pimping out my own show. But <laughs> Powers of Grayskull series. If you don't want to go back and 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 watch through all 130 episodes of He Man, go back and listen to some of the episodes where we talk about the kids in that show. Oh, cousin Jeremy, cousin fucking Jeremy. I am sorry. This is an explicit podcast, folks. Sorry about your luck, cousin fucking Jeremy. I wanted to kill that kid. I I I'm not a violent person, but that kid, that kid on that cartoon, I wanted to just shove him right off a snake mountain oh my god just drowned him in the waterfall behind the snake's head right. oh god so yeah what yeah thundercats go ahead thundercats, thundercats. I'm sorry. another one so this would be my second series i remember watching as a kid but my first series i remember kind of trying to uh duplicate myself i pretended i was lino as a kid i remember doing that um mm-hmm. remember lincoln logs Oh, yeah. So the roof piece, the uh, long, you know, piece of wood, I think it was even an, yep. an orange piece of wood, maybe, maybe the green one. I don't remember. But I drew the uh, Thundercat symbol on it. And I used to run around the house. Thundercats, ho, Thundercats, ho. Yep. My mom even remembers that. She talked about that a couple of years ago. And she hardly <laughs> remembers anything from the 80s. So <laughs> the fact that she remembers that, you know, means I did it yep. quite a bit. And I don't know. There's these. The characters, again, stand out, I think. And the story, at least for the first couple of seasons, I do admit 
it went downhill for the last season. Um, mainly because they introduced too many snarfs. Even though I okay, I love Snarf. People make fun of Snarf too. I love Snarf. He's a great character. But when you introduce a planet of Snarfs, it's not good. I didn't mind nephew Snarfer, Uncle Snarf. I didn't mind that. That was fine. But yeah, once you introduce the whole planet, that was <laughs> too, a much. too much. Too much. <laughs> the too first much. season you can't beat the first season, but the second mm-hmm. season introduces a lot of great characters that should have been in the first season to make it even better. I think honestly. Mm-hmm. But Mumra, as a villain, I think scared the crap out of me as a kid. Scared uh, the crap out of all of us. Like, yeah, but. And Lion-O, I, of course, I have Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O. He's the voice of my podcast. He has done the introduction to my podcast since day one. I think we've gone through a couple different versions of it. He recorded one version the first year and then another one maybe three to four years later forget maybe there's been three of them i don't remember yeah there's been at least three or four and there have been a couple where he like i listened to one recently whichever one it was today that i listened to where it was a completely different intro it was more of a narrator voice it was not larry kenny it was somebody else that one probably would it probably would have tied along with a disney one or something is probably the disney Mm. and the anyways probably so there's a couple episodes where i have a different voice introducing it but anyways Larry Kenny. So I had him do the show, the, the intro. I guess we'll talk about it more next week, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's been the voice of the intro since day one. And, you know, it was a huge honor to get him to do that mm-hmm. intro. And I mean, he sounds like Lionel. It's great to listen to. It kind of pumps me up that, when I hear it. Yeah, that's the that's the funny thing. A lot of the, some of these voice actors don't net like Larry Kenny yeah. and Michael Bell and... Nope. You know, those are the two that I can, th- Dan Gilvezan, uh, you know, not everyone can be a Mel Blanc or a no, Frank Welker no. where they have a thousand different, and that's okay because, you know, you pick up the phone and all of a sudden, or you, you pick up the Skype call or you figure out, you know, how to string two cans between Montana and California or whatever. But like you pick, you pick up the thing and it's like. I know what their characters sound like because for me, and and I say this in almost every podcast I do as kids for us, it wasn't about the person doing the voice. It was about the voice itself and the character, the fiction. Yep. We never up until the internet came along. We never, uh, we, we didn't not care, but as children, of the eighties, we were more interested in the fictional world because the reality for us was at least for me personally in Massachusetts in 86, 87, 88, 89, you know, when I was in elementary school, it was like, okay, you get up at five 45, 6 AM, you get a shower. If you didn't shower the night before you get breakfast, you're half the time I was on the bus by six 45. So most of that morning cartoon stuff, I barely got hmm. kind of thing, but it was like, you know, you, you, you get up early in the morning, you go to school for eight, nine hours, but the hell it is, you get home. Maybe you can watch a couple of cartoons, work on part of your homework, get to dinner, yep. work on the rest of your homework. And then you can watch, you know, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Exactly. No, that was, that was the eighties in a nutshell right there. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so you pretty much named it, but uh, yeah, so yep. Thundercats. I, I don't know. I mean, I can understand why people don't hold it as high as I do because I just was in the right 
age group, so, I guess, and just I think because I currently don't have my Hulu subscription active, but I think they are still on Hulu. And up to season three, there were several episodes here and there where it was iffy, but yeah. up to season three, they were really, really solid. It's strong. The storytelling is strong, storytelling mm-hmm. is strong, and a lot of continued storylines, which weren't mm-hmm. necessarily done a lot in the 80s. No. I don't think He-Man ever did it. I don't think, you know, Transformers, of course, did it. He-Man, I believe, has... Out of 130 episodes, I think they have two, four total episodes, two separate two-parters. Yeah. House of Shakoti was a two-parter, and there was something else that was a two-parter. But, but Thund- yeah, generally. Thundercats was pretty much a continuous show. Every now and then, it would introduce yeah. a new character that had its own episode. But a lot of it was a continued storyline, which I loved. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will insert a drum roll around here somewhere, folks. Number one, sir, what do you got? Can I just talk quickly, very quickly, honorable? <laughs> very, I won't talk about them. Another I'm, one? I just want to list honorable mentions. Just list them. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, fine, sure, whatever. I'm just going real quick. Muppet Babies. Love it. Yep. Tiny Toon Adventures. Easily, it was at the time one of my favorite 90s cartoons of all time. Yep. Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats doesn't get enough love in my book. Love that cartoon <laughs> series. Mainly the Cadillac Cats. <laughs> Chippendale Rescue Rangers, iconic. Tailspin, amazing. Of course, X-Men and uh, Garfield and Friends. Those all deserve to be in my list somewhere. <laughs> but number one. All right, you ready? Yep. Back in 1987, we were introduced to this amazing cartoon. And that cartoon is DuckTales. Really? Why is that really? Wow. Blow me bagpipes. He's a genie. Does his mother know about this? Well, we're going to tell you, Uncle Scrooge. Someday. Where'd he come from? Um, remember my teapot? Heavenly Heather. The genie in the magic lamp. The fortunes I could own. I could have the world's biggest diamond. No. The world's biggest diamond mine. No, no, all the diamond mines. No, the entire mining industry. Yes, yes, yes. I can see where this is going to take some careful thought. No, it's it's been I, my favorite since I was a kid. Since '87, it was my favorite cartoon. So '85 to '87, it would have been mm-hmm. Thundercats was my go-to as number one. Mm-hmm. Ducktales became my number one '87. I just I just remember going to school. And just mm-hmm. talking about the episode from the day before, like in detail and just like laughing at it and just mimicking it, copying some of the stuff that Huey, Dewey, Louie, and even uh, Bubba Duck did. And <laughs> Bubba Duck. He gets hate. Oh. I love Bubba Duck, though. He gets hate. <laughs> but DuckTales, I remember vividly 
the the, the uh, pilot episodes, the search for the uh, golden tr- the uh, golden lamp. No, not the lamp, but the coins. Golden. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, actually, even on Etsy, I found somebody who made a replica of the coin. I have it. It's so cool. Looking. Oh wow, love it. But that is awesome. I think I, I've said it before somewhere on the podcast. I think it's when I interviewed um oh the writer of the pilot episodes. What's his name? He also wrote the Goofy movie. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't. I can't uh, think of top my- Anyways, I told him I think this is a perfect pilot episode. Now it's uh in four separate episodes. They branched out of four separate episodes, and it uh. Also gave me my so Jim Cummings has done amazing voices since mm-hmm. he's been doing voice acting, but I think my favorite voice of his is El Capitan from Ducktales from the pilot. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You can you can hear Jim Cummings' voice in almost everything he does. You know what I mean? You can kind of point it out because he just has that voice that is like again it's one of those like he doesn't need to put on a voice because you know his voice is more than enough he can modulate it he can change it he can do whatever but yeah you don't need a no but go listen to el capitan you won't hear jim cummings i didn't (laughs) know it was jim cummings up until maybe 10 years ago such a great character i wish they brought back later in the series but at least if you do anything, go watch those pilot episodes. The first four episodes. Amazing, right. amazing episodes. Jim Magan, Bruce Talkington, or Mark Zaslov? Jim Magan. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, he he was a co-writer of those. And uh, it just, I don't know, this show reminds me of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I loved it so much as a kid. You know, a different adventure almost every episode go and look for some treasure, you know, they run into some mm-hmm. natives or ghosts. I guess it kind of had a Scooby-Doo element to it as well. You know, when it comes yep. to the ghosts and, you know, people, they un- unmask at the end of some of the episodes and introduce us to uh launch Pat McQuack. I think easily one of the best characters from the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. So, I think he did better with Darkwing than he did I do, with Scrooge. I do, and I think I think I think I kind of even told him that in the interview that I do prefer <laughs> the Darkwing launch pad because he had more of a storyline. I guess I don't know. Yeah. He seemed more of a character instead of a side character. You know. Yeah. So I, I can definitely agree with that. But yeah, Ducktales '87, great show, and it's you know. Weird to say that I can call one of the main cast members one of my close friends, Brian Cumming, <laughs> who does uh, Doofus on the show. So it's yeah. fun to say that very he's cool. a good friend of mine. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, DuckTales. I, I remember this, but I don't. Like, I, I need to go back. And and rewatch it At least because the first season. The first season is unbeatable. Yeah. Unbeatable. Now this is yeah. also this is a hot take right now too because many people love this character. I love this character, but this is where I think the series went downhill. Okay. So when it comes to um, Gizmo Duck, love mm-hmm. the, love the character. He's one of people's probably favorite character on the show. But that's when the show loses its heart. I think is when Gizmoduck comes in and 
replaces Launchpad McQuack. Because <laughs> Launchpad's still in it, but he's way more of a side character than ever before when Gizmo Duck comes along. Well, yeah, because Launchpad went over to St. Canard and. Yeah, exactly. Know. Exactly. Even though, I mean, even though uh, Tad Stone says they're not connected. But how are they not connected? I'm sorry. How are they? Like, how are they not connected? That's what I don't understand. Like, okay, so I can separate thing fiction from people, from real people. Like, again, like I said earlier in the episode, as children, we didn't know. Yeah. No one knew. But everyone looked up to the character of Cliff Huxtable, except yeah. nobody knew what, you know what I mean? Like, but the same thing with, you know, this kind of thing, like this whole, oh, just, just everything about these kids, some of these creators that have gone just completely insane. Thank God I went with the lingerie buyer instead of the boy wizard. <laughs> but like, I'm serious. Like, like, we like I understand people want to keep continuity or not keep continuity or whatever and people want to say various things oh they are they aren't connected look if you have one character that started in one show that is the same damn character as the other show and jumps over to the other show because whatever and maybe if I'm remembering correctly doesn't lost lunch bet at some point in Darkwing Duck say that he came from Duckburg. If he said, I think you are right. If he, and if, if he says he comes from Duckburg, the only other f- show that has had Duckburg in it in 1991 was DuckTales. Yes. Even Dark, <laughs> Darkwing Duck had Gizmo Duck as well. So there's two. Exactly. Like, Darkwing Duck. whatever. Anyway, <laughs> creators be crazy. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to admit they're together, but I'm sorry they're together. And you can even tell side by side, it's an older launch pad. Mm-hmm. No, he's heavier set. He's older looking mm-hmm. than DuckTales. Yep. Which I love. I love that change. It was showing that it was a different timeline. I loved it. Yep. But Duck, yeah, DuckTales, I still, I mean, I still watch this first, at least first season over and over and over again. I love it. So I'm not going to, I mean, I guess you can kind of give your opinion on it if you want to, but I'm only going to ask you about the theme songs. So we all know the original. Yeah. And the original was done by a male singer. Yeah. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery. The new 2017 version was done by a female singer. Yeah. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, airplanes. It's a duck 
Did you get overly excited or down or whatever? It's the same damn song. I didn't, it's just not sung by a guy. I didn't carry the way because I didn't watch the show. I watched the first episode to check it out because I want to be. Okay. I want to have mm-hmm. an opinion on it without having without not watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it. I hated the animation. I hated <laughs> some of the voices. Yeah. I thought thought having Huey, Dewey, and Louie have those voices was just odd. But as a show, it was fun. At least, I think I watched two episodes. It was fine. Okay. But again, I don't watch modern cartoons, so I just wanted to check it out so I can have an opinion on it. I didn't hate it. There you go. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick break. You're going to hear some ads and some other stuff, and we will come back to close the show after this. Stick with me, gang. I'm just getting warmed up. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The GeekCast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema People. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series, where we review noted directors' movies film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or geekcastradio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. Mask Mayhem is here with your hosts, TF2 and Mike, Optimus Solo, and brand new host, Tune Master Tim. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talking the toys, and more. Mask Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us on iTunes and www.geekcastradio.com. So get your spectrums ready, as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Do you know John Hyatt's songs? Maybe you know them from being covered by Roseanne Cash, Three Dog Night, The Neville Brothers, Emmylou Harris, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Jeff Healy, Bonnie Raitt, or literally hundreds of others. 
Maybe you have some of his albums on your shelf or in your cow-horned Cadillac right now. I'm Jesse Jackson. And I'm Sylvan Groff. And we're going to dive in from A to Z. Join us on the Perfectly Good Podcast. We're going to discuss all of your favorites and uncover some forgotten gems from Aces Up Your Sleeve to Zero House. Rate and debate every John Hyatt song on the Perfectly Good Podcast. Have Have a a little little faith. faith. Hi, I'm Dan, and I'm the host of the Rock Nerd Radio Show, which airs live on HudsonRiverRadio.com every Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It also gets backed up as a podcast, which you can find on your preferred podcasting platform. Every week on my show, I talk about all kinds of pop culture. I talk about music. I talk about movies, TV, comics, collectibles, and so much more. I also feature a guest on my show periodically, which you might enjoy. I have a couple of special segments of my, on my show, one called The Cover Song of the Week and My Favorite Thing in the World This Week. If you think this sounds cool, check it out sometime. I hope you do. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Sometimes toys can be so funny. Rob Paulson. Sure, Brian, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's got to be good. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toy Cast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman, and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toy Cast. On the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk... Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Car, car. 
download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. <laughs> now back to Heathcliff. All right, folks, we are back here on TuneCast, episode 289. We're going to close it out. Tim, where can all the people find Saturday Morning Rewind? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Glad to finally be Absolutely. on the show in a full episode. Um, you can find my show, Saturday Morning Rewind, online at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. I think it's pretty much everywhere podcasts are. iTunes, mm-hmm. Google, Stitcher, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> it, it, of course, all of our shows, so my, uh, all my links are on the website, my Facebook, Twitter. But if you want to find us, it is at Saturday Rewind on Instagram. And I'd really appreciate cool. you check it out. Absolutely. All right, Toonsters, that's going to do it for us. And we want to thank you for joining us here on Tooncast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on all of our content. Send us email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can check us out on all the podcatching things, Apple, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Follow us on Twitter at GCR and Tooncast and at Tooncast Beyond for the show. Also at Geekcast Radio for the network. I am at TF2 and Mike. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out uh, Tooncast All Tunes all the time over there as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast and wish you will join us next time when we will be getting the origins in cartoon watching from none other than Tim Nidell. Oh, that's me. Yes, that's you. Okay. For now, I am TF2 and Mike with Tim Maddell. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Oh, yeah. And unleash the tune in you. Weird. That was fun. Mm-hmm.